Welcome to the ADHD Boss Podcast with Ellen Argo, and today we're going to talk about brain hate is real. How often do you spend judging your brain for just braining? Maybe for being too sensitive. It is something that as I learn, I truly won't have control over it, that it's just a part of my human psychology. When I come from this place, it has less grip on me. I don't feel the shame of having these experiences of being sensitive. The brain hate that I call it, because it very much feels like brain hate in my experience, is actually termed emotional dysregulation or rejection sensitivity dysphoria. But for me, the term brain hate hits so deep and true in the moment. These are interchangeable But I wanted to say some of the outward signs of rejection sensitivity dysphoria, according to Attitude magazine, individuals suffer from rejection sensitivity dysphoria may exhibit the following behaviors, sudden emotional outbursts following real or perceived criticism or rejection, withdrawal from social situations, negative self-talk and thoughts of self-harm, avoidance of social settings in which they might fail or be criticized, For this reason, rejection sensitivity dysphoria, also RSD, is often hard to distinguish from social anxiety disorder. Low self-esteem and poor self-perception, constant harsh and negative self-talk that leads them to become their own worst enemy, rumination and perseverance, relationship problems, especially feeling constantly attacked and responding defensively. I wanted to share this with you because it's a thing that caused negative spirals to be so intense. One of the thoughts that I think about most when I'm in this negativity spiral of brain hate, I feel like I'm a lot of work. I feel like I think things, think about things way more than anyone else. I feel like a burden to others because of my brain and because I'm not able to be as happy as I want to be. I want to make others happy and uplift them. And when I feel like I am bringing down the room, I feel like a burden to them. My husband would agree. I am much more aware than other people seem to be. I question everything. I question my thoughts and why I am thinking them, questioning how I can always make things better. This is why our ADHD brain is so good at innovating, but it can also be really hard when we are constantly analyzing, learning, and wanting to improve even ourselves. Many of us have experienced teachers that were frustrated with our brains. All of us, even the non-ADHDers, have experienced classes that we didn't do so well in when we were children. And I still fight this as an adult. We don't have, we didn't have the awareness as children that we were not going to be perfect at everything the first time we do it. Oftentimes, I have to check myself and ask myself, how many times have I done this? Only three? You're doing great. Failing is the fastest way to learning the way that works best for you. The difference is also with or without any past trauma. It is said that every person with ADHD deals with rejection sensitivity. A hundred percent of people with ADHD are said to have rejection sensitivity dysphoria. It is often defined as debilitating 
when people describe rejection sensitivity dysphoria, they wince, they curl over and hold their stomachs. People with rejection rejection sensitivity dysphoria are usually ashamed of their overreactions and hide them so they will no further embarrass and thoughts of mentally or emotionally unstable. It can be incredibly painful, especially when you feel alone in it. I want this awareness of brain hate or RSD to know that it will be there. It will show up. It doesn't mean you have done anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a burden. It just means your brain is doing a brain thing. We get to know this about our brain so that we can allow ourselves to get back to living our lives. We can recognize this pain. We can analyze the situation and we can ask ourselves, did we show up in love? And once again, I am, am I expecting myself to be perfect on the first go? Many times, this is the question that allows me out of the brain hate. I truly believe even the non-ADHDers do have this experience to an extent. But as I continue to talk to people about it, I'm I'm not convinced that it is to the extent that ADHDers experience it. And with the rumination, we are unable to get out of that thought pattern, even when we realize it's silly. I also realize that as we put shame and we judge, our brain is when we the brain hate is so much stronger. When we have that realization that we're being silly, that there's no reason for us to truly feel like this person hates us and is never going to speak to us again, that drives that emotional and makes us even more paralyzed by the situation. So even if you realize that you're having this thought about these people, not adding the shame and the sadness of our brain on top of that. We also have a reason of to distrust our brain. We have these years of compiled feedback from our experiences that we have a dysfunctional brain and we use that to distrust ourselves. We have years of evidence of the things that have frustrated others, that have frustrated ourselves, even when we were trying our best. Of course, when you have been told something over and over, you will begin to think that it's truth, that it's not even up for questioning anymore. You are overly emotional. You have a short fuse and you are emotionally unstable. And then you add the actual scientific negativity bias alongside it and we have a lot of sadness and depression. Once again, I want to be very clear that this is not for us to feel sadness towards our brain. This is specifically to understand how to best support our ADHD, how to support our unique brain wiring so that we can recognize our brain hate or our rejection sensitivity. And we can reflect in on the things that the person loves about us. And we can learn to take notes of the times we have had with that person. I have little rainy day lists in my notes, in my apps, in my photos. And when someone sends me a lovely text, I make sure to put it in there. So that when I feel like they don't like me, I can pull proof that it's not true. It's my awareness of my brain hate 
or my RSD that allows me to create this process for myself. When I am able to show myself that it's not true is when I'm able to wiggle the thought loose through things external to my brain. It is when I'm able to get my life back. I can get back to connecting with that person and to other people. When I'm in that place of brain hate or RSD, I reject my husband's love, my love, anyone's love. I feel completely unworthy and like a burden. I'm not able to be fun, which is another thought loop my brain offers me when I'm experiencing brain hate, which brings me back to being a burden and drives me to self-isolate. To remind us, just like in the Using Music to Feel Deliberate Emotion podcast, that we get to feel all manner of emotions. And it's not wrong or unusual for us to get stuck in the negativity spirals. You are not alone. And now we get to learn how to not allow it to take us over together. I can't wait to see how much more we can learn and grow as we continue to coach together. But from the journey so far, my clients and I are so much more alike than we are different. We are all goofy. We want to do good for humanity. We are passionate. We love deeply. We are authentic and creative. When we overuse our superpowers of wanting to be better for humanity, we can put a lot of pressure on our shoulders and we get really sucked into people pleasing, needing external approval or validation. It can put the control onto other people. And when we are afraid of what they are thinking about us, when we are afraid of what they are perceiving, this is often a reflection from the hyperfixation on loving people, caring about their well-being, and wanting a better world. When we operate from a positive emotion and are caring for humanity, we are able to truly care for them and do what we want to do. Instead of reacting from the negative emotion that actually causes us to act out from needing love from humanity to show us our worthiness, when we ask for humanity to show us our worthiness, we never have control over our worthiness. We never are able to achieve it because we will never be able to prove that they actually believe we are worthy. I truly believe it's the external validation for our worthiness. That is the trigger many ADHDers experience that throw them into brain hate or rejection sensitivity episode. When we practice our own self-love, we become so much more resilient to even very real-life threats of others rejecting us. My favorite example of this is if you had brown hair and someone told you they absolutely hated your purple hair, ADHD and in extreme rejection sensitivity or not, you would be confused and you would not take it personally at all. You would just be like, that's weird. And you would totally dismiss it. But if you believed you had purple hair, ADHD, RSD or not, even if you did not have purple hair, you would be highly offended. You would go into the brain hate or RSD episode. If you believe you are worthy or practice worthiness, remember that you don't reject yourself. If you had processes to remind you of why you believe you are worthy through your favorite sensation, maybe it's pictures, audio, touch, text messages, 
notes you have left yourself. You can remind yourself of the worthiness when it's far away or when we have let the dandelion have it. When we practice remembering our worthiness often, when we are in a good place, we can strengthen our worthiness muscle and be less attuned to someone else's possible rejection or maybe even very real rejection. We can also use this brain hate in RSD to remind us when we get to pause and practice even more self-love. We get to have more reminders on a daily basis to journal, to care for our brains, and to give our brains evidence of our worthiness. We are truly the only person that can decide we are worthy. Not even the person that loves you more than life itself. You have to be the one that decides. Otherwise, no matter how many other people think that you are worthy, you will not have the receptors to realize that you are worthy. So decide now and remind yourself again and again. And because you will forget, because you have a human brain, you will realize your worthiness has been lent to someone outside of you. When you are seeking external validation, seeking that approval, when you are worried about rejection. For me, I am reminded to bring my worthiness back inward about 200 times a day. That I have decided is perfectly okay. Maybe it will be there forever, but I am going to choose to remind myself through those moments to bring my worthiness back in and to know that it will always be there and it's always available. I just have to remember it's there. I don't even need to create it. I don't need to create my worthiness. When we are operating from a place of feeling worthy from our internal is when our creativity, authenticity, goofiness, and passions explode. When we are operating from a place of truly feeling worthy, we are in control of our worthiness. This is when we are feeling in control of our emotions. When we feel in control is when we feel positive emotions. By the way, anything I say is always up for questioning. I am a total debater. I love some good, healthy discussions on topics. Let's get into some juicy, thought-provoking conversation if you ever have any opinions about anything I am saying. But when we are operating from our internal worthiness, we aren't afraid of what others will think of us. We are okay with learning through failure. We bust out some funky dance moves because the worst thing that can happen is we make someone laugh. We are our own goofy selves because the worst that can happen is we find our tribe. We express our emotions because emotions are here to be felt. We contemplate our thoughts and others' ideas because it's fun. When we are coming from this brain hate place, when we are operating in a place of feeling we should be something else, is when we shut down our superpowers and we shut down our fun. When we feel we need to operate just as we think everyone else does, we shame our brain. We have brain hate. What would life be like if we had all the same brains? Have you ever seen The Giver where they take away emotions and they turn everything offset gray? They have completely voided all of the enriching parts of life. I have come to understand that our ADHD brain allows us to feel emotion deeper. 
we feel the highs a little higher and the lows a little lower. I've decided that I would prefer this over the shallow end. Let's dive deep and explore the depths of the ocean and our brains. It's so fun in there. So many things to explore and find. Would you want to live in a more shallow experience? Where would you be if you didn't have this abundant passion? I definitely wouldn't be out doing my thing and pursuing my dreams. I might be stuck in a corporate job somewhere, following someone else's dream. That is not wrong. It's perfect for many people. But I know this is not my destiny. I want to remind you that this brain that we think that would be so nice to have is not the brain you were meant to have. You were meant to have this brain that pushed you outside of your comfort zone, that loved so hard, that could not help the community through creating a loving work environment for others. This brain that you have has such an incredible ability to think of new ideas. The most important thing for business, innovation. What happens when you don't innovate? Blockbuster. Our brains are different. Our brains are hyper alert. Maybe we need a few more alarms on our phones. I am curious if you reviewed how many characteristics ADHD of ADHD do you value? I love making lists for me to reflect on when my brain isn't available. It's important to also note that knowing that something sometimes your brain isn't available for constructive thoughts is okay. It's not a place to shame yourself. It is a place to lovingly support our brain from the place of love and compassion. What do you absolutely love about yourself? Are you goofy? Do you have deep conversations? Are you passionate? What things are part of your deep core person? Write these things down for when you need a reminder for all the things your brain does that you love. If you have been practicing brain hate for a while, this might not be available at all. Sometimes in the dark depths, we need to reflect upon the things that we are mad at our brain about and turn them around. We can say, I feel so bad. I really hope I'm not bringing down the moment for other people, which means I value being kind to others. I value being goofy. I value being spontaneous. I value being joyful. If you love this podcast, we would love your review or a share with a friend. If you are ready to jump in, create change, and make at least another 100K in your business this year, let's jump on a complimentary coaching call. Click on the link below this podcast or go to ellenargo.ck.page to book your complimentary one-on-one coaching session with me, Ellen Argo, and I can't wait to see you soon. Bye, friends.